this is Yara Stark and welcome to another Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today on the line with me is Willie Crawford. Now, I've only recently met Willie where I attended uh, a, a little networking event in Las Vegas. And that was the first time I talked to him face to face. But long before that, I had seen Willie mentioned in countless places on the internet, in particular in the Warrior Forum, where a lot of internet marketers uh, spend time talking talking shop all day. And Willie has a fantastic presence there, but he's often recognized as one of the uh, pioneers in this industry of internet marketing. So I'm personally quite curious to see how he established that reputation. So thank you, Willie, for joining me on the call. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be uh, invited onto the call with you. Okay, great. So I'd like to begin at the beginning, as you always should. So can you take us back to the early days for you, uh, even before you got involved with the internet? What what sort of studies did you do, and did you see yourself having a, a specific job in the future? Well, I, I grew up on a farm in North Carolina, so I was very poor. In fact, we were on government subsistence most of my youth. And uh, it, my uh, junior year in high school, I was pointed towards college because I had very good grades. And so I applied to university and was accepted to several and, and I ended up working every year that I was in college because I otherwise couldn't afford to attend. Um, and my training, my degree was in economics and business. Uh, so I've always wanted to own my own business. I knew that business owners sort of ran the world, uh, but I wasn't sure exactly what business I was going to, to get into. And while in college, I noticed ROTC students that were the ones wearing the uniforms on campus. And so I thought, well, let me try that for a while, and I ended up going into the Air Force uh, after college and planned only to stay for a couple of years, but ended up staying for a full military career, which was 20 years. Wow. So, yes. So what was going to be a, a sidetrack turned into uh, me visiting 47 different countries, learning a little of about five languages, and seeing the world. Uh, and, and yet I never lost the desire to start my own business. So I was in Hawaii in 1996, and we were on a uh, in an office where we would network with a bunch of Macintosh computers that were connected to the Internet. And so as long as we did our jobs, our bosses didn't mind us exploring the Internet. And that's how I first noticed that there were websites out there that told you you could earn money if you uh, got involved with them. It was mostly network marketing companies. Uh, and so I decided I was going to build my business on the Internet because I wasn't sure. At that time, I still had six years to go with the military, and I was thinking about leaving early and not even worrying about a retirement or a pension. And so uh, I wanted something where if I – stayed with the military and they reassigned me, I could take that job with me. And that's what made me choose the internet. It's interesting. I've actually had a lot of, well, not a lot, but some emails from people in the military who seem to be looking to start internet businesses on the side. So it must be not common, but you must have enough time and enough access to the internet that you can consider doing that when you're in the army. Well, you, you do. Um, it's a, a morale thing. So they, they let you have access to the Internet because that lets you stay in touch with family and friends, although email wasn't as common when I first came online. And uh, it, and lots of military people do uh, – they don't earn as a very high income, generally speaking. I was uh, fairly high-ranking, so my income was 
uh, was okay. It was just that I, I wanted more freedom and I wanted uh, still a still higher income. And so that's why I went to the Internet. So what did your, your life, the entire life here in the Army, how did that you know, benefit you when it came to starting an Internet business? Well, it, it, it was the Air Force, and um, I, I'd flown airplanes as a crew member, not as a pilot, but as a navigator for 17 years, and then the other three years was spent testing computer software, and what that did was that developed a tremendous amount of discipline in me. It, it taught me to do things even if I didn't want to do them, and it was very expensive flying an airplane, and often you had lots of people or uh, waiting to fly or for something to be delivered. So it was very important that the airplane take off exactly when it was scheduled to take off and land exactly when it was scheduled to land. So I learned to plan things out very meticulously and then stick to those plans. And uh, in 17 years of flying, not a single day was I ever late for a flight. So I learned to be on time. So I just developed a lot of discipline. That's, that's impressive. I, I take it you don't have any fear of flying then, do you? Now I fear flying. I actually don't like heights. So you put me on an airplane uh, five miles above the ground and I'm fine. You put me in a hotel and have me outside on maybe a third-story balcony. I don't like looking up at the edge of the balcony. So <laughs> that's strange. That is strange. Okay, so you discovered the Internet through some network Macs in, in Hawaii. And you started discovering, you said, some opportunities to make money on the Internet. What, what was the first one that you actually pursued? And if, it's a, you know, if it didn't work out for you, that's fine. I'd just like to, to hear about it. The first one I remember was an uh, online dating service. And uh, all I did was register. And then I had some very crude websites. There were lots of companies that would let you host free uh, websites. And you often had to use their templates to build your websites. They're website builders. And so I, I built four or five of those websites and just stuck banners up advertising, uh, um, dating services, uh, telecommunication services, things like that, and didn't sell very much. And then the lesson from that was, was it like encouraging or discouraging? Or did it, you just... it was encouraging. I, I just... Uh, I started looking around and noticed lots of newsletters, and so I started subscribing to every newsletter that I could find. And at that time, I moved from Hawaii to Alaska in, in uh, 1990s, right in 1996. And um, while in Alaska, I, I would print the newsletters out and then read them in flight while flying. And the one thing I kept reading was that you needed to find a group of people that had something in common, a niche, if you will, and then to figure out what they wanted and offer it to them. So that was one of the, the earlier lessons I learned was you have to find a very uh, tightly niche group of people, someone with some common purpose. And then once I did that, things started getting better. Okay, take us forward then. You're in Alaska and you, you've learned this from, from reading newsletters. What was the next project you started? My, my next uh, project was I, I, for some reason, like many people, I wanted to teach Internet marketing, even though I was told even back then not to. So I built a site on Internet marketing, but I also built one on cooking because when I was growing up on the farm, we grew our own foods, even our own animals. And I learned to cook starting when I was maybe seven or eight years old. And so what I did was I built a site that had about 15 of the recipes I remembered from growing up. 
And I, I knew those would attract the attention of the search engine for people who had grown up in that environment and then moved away, and so they missed those foods. And so my thinking well, was... What type of foods, really? It was southern cooking. Uh, we'd call it soul food or southern cooking. It was black-eyed peas and macaroni and cheese and uh, collard greens and... Uh, Things like that. I'm getting uh, hungry. Okay. <laughs> cornbread. Mm. Uh, and so uh, I, I just posted some of those uh, recipes online. And the other advice I had was uh, you need to build a list to remind people to come back to your site. So on my website, I put up subscribe boxes on every page, inviting them to join my list. And lo and behold, uh, within a matter of days, people were signing up to my list. And I decided that. Since I knew I didn't I knew how to cook, but I wanted to make the list interactive. I just decided to let them submit recipes each day to the list, and I would just compile them into a newsletter that went out every single day. And I put advertisements at the top and bottom for the various products I was selling, and that's still the model I use to this day. So, how did you find the products to sell? In, in that case, were you an affiliate or? I, I tried lots of different products, including internet marketing products, including, uh, t again, telecommunications and vitamins and, and things like that. And what happened actually was my list members told me that they wanted a cookbook. They, they, um, they were reading the recipes every day. Many of them looked forward to it. That was the, the, the high point of their day was getting my newsletter with recipes in it. And so they asked me if I had a cookbook. I said, no, but I'm writing one. And they said, well, hurry up and finish. We'll buy it. And I said, okay, it's, I'm selling advanced copies. At first, I sold just the ebook version. And I also announced that I was going to do a print version. And before I had finished, uh, actually before I had started uh, really writing it, I had about 100 orders ready. Wow. And so uh, the first, probably the first 300 copies that I sold, I printed it at home on a laser printer. So, uh and then I had enough money, extra money, to go to a professional printer and print them. Okay, so you started initially a website that lists recipes, and you added um, a newsletter sign-up box. And I presume that newsletter just offered people to stay up to date with any new recipes you published, right? That was the... it, it, it allowed them to submit their own recipes or request for recipes. So. They would email in uh, when, around holidays in particular requesting a recipe they couldn't find, and uh, I would often send mine, but as often as not, I would include – allow others to send theirs, so it felt interactive. They enjoyed seeing their name and, and their recipes in the newsletter, and at that point, all I started doing was putting a sponsor – quote, unquote, sponsor ad at the top and bottom of each issue, and that was promoting some of my products. And that is still what I do to this day. Right. And, and where was the traffic coming for you back then? Just search results? It was just search results, yes. It was extremely easy to rank on search engines such as Alta Vista. I mean, you could post a page and in a day be at number one and, and change something on the page and in an hour or two notice the change in results. <laughs> the good old days, huh? Yes. <laughs> or, or the bad old days, depending which way you look at it. Well, I didn't, I didn't know a lot about things such as spam and, and uh, you know, hidden uh, keywords, things like that. So I, I didn't cheat, really. I, I just uh, – it was fun, yes. Hmm. Okay, so where did you, you go from there? You had the cooking one. You had the internet marketing one. I had the internet marketing one, and I also started getting active in online discussion forums, and I – was just studying marketing a lot. I was still in the military, flying some days for up to 18 hours, really? and then finishing and sitting down at my computer and working often until I fell asleep sitting at the keyboard. And 
what happened was uh, not until 2002 that Dr. Bob Silber, who was on one of the forums, noticed me talking about some of the marketing principles, but more importantly, that I was making six figures from a cookbook. <laughs> from a home, from, you know, one I'd written myself. Yeah. And he, he was getting ready to host a seminar and was looking for someone outside the internet marketing niche to prove to them that you don't necessarily have to be in internet marketing. And so he invited me to speak at his seminar, and that was the first seminar I ever attended, and I spoke at it. Wow, it was about cooking. That's that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. What's your, from, go ahead. There I became a quote-unquote, internet marketing guru. <laughs> yeah, you were on stage, so you were stamped with that label. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, given, I, I don't want to say you stumbled on your success with the cookbook, but listening to that story. I, someone, I did. <laughs> okay, I did. <laughs> you could say that. Given, given that sort of story, how hard do you think it is to replicate that in today's internet world? Like if you were to start a cooking website and just list recipes, it probably wouldn't be as easy as that now with, with so much more com competition. Um, well, there, there's more competition, but there are also more people online. And so uh, I, I don't think it's that difficult. It, what it takes is it takes incredible copywriting. See, the people know they can go online and find millions of free recipes. And what you have to be able to do is convince them that yours is different, that it's better. And, and that's what I was able to do. I, I, my copy you know, said that I was sharing recipes I learned as a small child from my 96-year-old grandmother and that you would not find food that tastes like that anywhere else in the world. And, and I, then I, I could have people imagining themselves using my recipes. Mm -hmm. And so it was the copywriting that made that cookbook a success. The, the recipes themselves – are, are nothing exceptional. <laughs> and don't tell that, tell your grandma that. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Well then in regards to copy, was this something you picked up just naturally from studying all these newsletters or, or how did you find yourself being capable of writing such powerful words? I studied copywriters such as Dan Kennedy, Jay Abraham. And I, I kept, uh, even when I was uh, in the military, I'd be out jogging or walking. I'd be listening to audio cassettes of, them explaining copywriting principles, and then it was just a matter of you listen to it enough times it becomes a part of the way you think, and so that's how I learned it. Okay. And, and then I also think of copywriting as just talking to people. So if I can talk to them in their own language, uh, it, it's, it, it works very well. And given um, you know that, that you had this success early on, well, not early on, but with your first few projects. When did you start seeing the potential to, you know, well, I don't know, you, you said you, you want to quit the army early, but did you end up, you know, finishing a, a tour of duty? I don't know how it works. Completing. I, I did. Yeah, I, I stayed for six years after uh, I started working on the Internet. So it wasn't until 2003 that I, I retired. But by then I had, and I just stayed around because, now, regardless of what I do for the rest of my life, I'll earn a pension and I have free medical and I can travel on military aircraft for free, things like that. So wow. my family wanted me to stay for the next couple of years. But um, but I started my business uh, and, and by the time I retired, I had already hosted my own seminar, a live seminar where I had brought in um, eight speakers. And so I had done a lot by that time. Mm, okay. What, moving forward then from the uh, getting yourself on stage, 
did you, you know, continue down the same path or, or what was the next progression? Because you said you were making six figures from your cookbook, so you must have been pretty, you know, happy with that as a level of income. Uh, I was, but wanted more. And so, uh, so what I did was I continued to try to position myself as an expert in the internet marketing niche. And what I did was when I looked around and I saw that the, the top marketers in internet marketing often had, well, they all had their own products. And many of them had uh, their own uh, products offering residual income, such as shopping cart systems and things like that. So I decided if I was going to be one of the players, I needed to have my own product that offered a residual income. And I went out and private labeled the one shopping cart system. It was for for ten thousand dollars back then, anyone could um, get put their brand on it, and and they'd earn a higher than normal commission, which they'd have to split with their affiliates. But uh, I decided to position myself as one of the big dogs by uh, private labeling the one shopping cart mm, system. Okay, and that, did that work well for you? It it did. I I just did the math and I figured out how how many sales I would need to make to recoup my cost, and and it. I could see I could see that as I grew more popular in the uh, on stage and at seminars and conferences that I would easily be able to increase my earnings enough to make up what I spent on the private label. And again, what I was doing was I was I was buying a credential. Right. What What was the um the name of your your private label? It's ProfitAutomation.com. Okay. Cool. I, I'm a one shopping cart user myself, so I can certainly okay. vouch for their services. Um, okay, so you you clearly had stamped yourself as a, an internet marketing guru at that stage, and haven't you since you decided to go down that path? Well, I, and and I'd hosted a live seminar. That was another thing I did to an extent because back then very few people were willing to take that risk and do it. So it was again another credential. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was late nineties. Would that be right? Uh, it, I, it was 2003 that I did my first seminar. So okay. between 1996 and uh, I wrote my book in 2000. So, uh, but it wasn't until 2003 that I made so much noise that they noticed me in the internet marketing okay. space. So you can see the the time frame that you, you sort of discovered the opportunities in '96. Four years later, you're actually publishing the book that turned into a six figure income. So there was quite a a slow period there of four years where you were obviously doing your full-time job in, in the Air Force, but also spending your nights and whatever time you could, you know, building traffic. I presume writing a lot of emails, given the model you were following back then. Yes, and, I, I published a newsletter starting in 1997. Um, I don't know, I, I, because I published on several different platforms, I probably can't find any older than 1998. But I remember I came across a, a marketer named Jim Daniels, and he was writing a newsletter, and I loved his writing style, so I decided to copy his writing style. Very uh, conversational, and I started publishing my own newsletter too, and imitating what he did. <laughs> That's a good thing about the internet. You know, you find someone you like, and you can feel like you can replicate at least some of what they do. That's all you have to do is, is execute from that point forward. Right. So, all right. Well, let's fast forward to to more current times than Willie. Uh, I know when I, I spoke spoke to you in Vegas, you said that you were focusing a little bit more on um, offline businesses and, and, and on teaching them through through seminars and presenting as well what they can do with online marketing. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Explain how you got yourself into that. 
Well, I, I um, actually encountered an, an, an individual on the Warrior Forum who was telling me about how he was uh, putting together uh, seminars for local businesses and uh, it was one or two day seminars where he would explain to them things about search engine optimization and, and just getting more customers through the door and, and explain to them what most internet marketers know and they would listen patiently and sometimes he charges maybe a thousand dollars for a two day seminar and at the end of the seminar they would want you to do the work so you do the two day seminar or one day seminar and maybe you have 50 people in the room and half of them want you to do to optimize their website and to drive traffic to them so it was a a model where you're basically being paid to to do what many internet marketers do anyway and my, my friend was outsourcing uh, the work after he, he found the customers, and I, I like that model a lot, and so I decided to to uh, shift to that model too because offline businesses are accustomed to spending money to grow their businesses, and they don't hesitate to do that. They don't hesitate to spend five, ten thousand dollars. Whereas when you're selling to internet marketing to the people in the how to make money crowd, they don't want to spend you know lots of money because they're not certain it's going to be uh, to to have a good return on investment. Mm. There's definitely an untapped market there, and not that we want to create competition for you, but uh, I think enough people are I, saying that. It, Sorry, my, my market is it's all a local area, so I, I'm I go to chamber of commerce meetings, I go to civic meetings, I go to charitable groups, and get them to help me to publicize local seminars that I put on, and so you know it's a huge world. I don't worry about the competition. <laughs> Well, in that case, you know, I feel completely safe saying that, you know, there's a great idea there for anyone listening to this who has some sort of internet marketing skills to just set up a similar, I don't know, you want to call it consulting plus outsourcing or maybe presenting plus outsourcing where you just go do small, uh, like you said, there are presentations to offline businesses, teach them a little bit about internet marketing and then offer the services um, which you can outsource. And, you know, anyone living in the city that has offline businesses can potentially set that kind of organization up, right? That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah, and real, real opportunity. I like the fact that you say that offline businesses have budgets for this sort of thing. So you don't have to fight through the people who are hesitant to spend $50 a month on something. These are people who have money to spend and just, they just want to see results from that money. And, and they're, so. they're spending thousands of dollars advertising in yellow pages and places like that and not even certain if they're getting any any decent results. And so uh, I showed them that with internet and, and testing and tracking, it's so easy to see the results they're getting and uh, it, it, it becomes very easy to sell to them. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll start to wrap it up. Can you give us a little bit of just some reflective thoughts on considering you've been doing this for a while. So 1996 is when you started. So, and you've, you've had some success early on and you've continued to build on that success, but it sounds like you've worked pretty hard. And I think you already noted how important copywriting skills are, but what is it you think that seems to hold most people back? Is it, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't. I know most people will say that it's you've got to be persistent, you've got to be consistent, et cetera, et cetera. But do you think there's a, a character flaw that holds people black or just well, not it's, born it's, with something? It's fear. It, it's not a character flaw. It's that many people uh, have the same fears I do, which is that you're going to fail and you're going to be ridiculed and you won't have the security of a regular job. But my life experiences 
showed me that there is no job security, uh, and so I, I'm willing to take those risks. I, I define you know bravery as uh, acting in the face of fear. So I, I'm I'm willing to take risk, and, and that's part of what you need in order to be a business person. You take you, you take calculated risk. You don't take foolish risk. But many people, because they fear failure, uh, won't won't take those risks. Great, really. So um, for the people listening, what's some of the websites we can find you at and, and to get more information about what you do? Well, I, my, my uh, pet project now is a website called the Internet Marketing Inner Circle, and they'll find that at Timic, that's T-I-M-I-C dot org. That's as in the Internet Marketing Inner Circle dot org. It's a membership site. I noticed uh, several years back that membership sites were another great way to have a source of residual income. And so I built a membership site where I built my own tribe or herd of people who I worked very hard to make successful by sharing with them the things I've learned over the last 12 years. And it's like a family. But uh, the model, again, is people pay me a monthly fee for the membership. And uh, it's an excellent membership. It's an excellent model for business, too. And, and, and what sort of people do you have involved in that program at the moment? Um, my members range from uh, stay-at-home moms and grandparents all the way up to uh, bankers and heart surgeons. <laughs> so it's it's a, a wide range of people from uh, seven or eight different countries that I'm aware of. Uh, so it, it's, it's, it's internet marketers, but you know, internet marketers can be uh, doctors and lawyers, people who are tired of working, uh, exchanging time for money, so they decide they want to do something where they can build a residual income. And they are attracted to my site, which is timic.org. And uh, as they get in there and get to know me and see that what, – one of the things I do is I foster a family-type environment where people actually help each other out and work together and do joint projects. And so it, it, it once people join and they start – they feel how – uh, helpful the site really is because the people care about each other, then they tend to stay a long time. So it's a, it's a good deal. And, and I'm always curious, what, what sort of niches are these people publishing? Are they all information products or what are they? It's not, not cookbooks. Uh, we, have, we have members that sell everything from jewelry to uh, soaps and perfumes to, to – most sell information products. Uh, some do consulting. There are programmers, copywriters, uh, graphic artists. Uh, uh, people who are still working jobs uh, in the media or people still working jobs programming. So just a wide variety of people, but they're all interested in building their own business. Okay. And just in particular, because you have an insight into this that most of my other uh, interviewees probably don't, and it's the fact that you started internet marketing after having a career in a sense. Right. So you really did start this uh, – you know, I won't say late in the game, you started early in the internet marketing world, but you started after already having a job. So what do you think for those people in a similar situation to you in the sense that they might be thinking of leaving a full-time job they've had for 20 years, what's, what's unique for their situation? Like what do they have to overcome that's you know, maybe different from people like me who do it straight out of university? Well, they have to have the, the discipline to, to do the things they need to do to make their, their job run. See, when they're working for someone else, they're told or, or the, the, it's, ex, it's understood what's expected of them. But when you're working for yourself, there's no one standing over your shoulder telling you what to do. And that's where most people – that's why most people aren't – one of the reasons they aren't successful because they, they 
procrastinate and don't do the things that are unpleasant. So I teach people to actually build a network or a mastermind group and use people within that network as like accountability partners where you tell them what you plan on doing and, and you jointly agree what needs to be done. And then they hold you accountable so that even though you're working for yourself, you are accountable to someone who will, who will ask you and push you and, and make you do the things that you may not want to do. Mm. I think there's probably an extra layer of fear with people who are used to working for a paycheck and might have families and mortgages to, to make the jump to try and start an internet business. So, you know, guys coming out of university can afford to fail more times, I think, than other people can. Right. If you have a family, uh, depending on you, that there is a greater risk, I suppose. But what you have to do is, uh, what I would advise is not to just quit your job, but to gradually uh, start working in the in the evenings or on weekends until you feel comfortable with it. And there's just so much more information out there on exactly how to start a, an online business, a successful business these days that there's really no reason not to, to be successful at it. All right. One, one more question really before we finish up. And okay. this is something I know you for the most, which is your presence on the Warrior Forum. Okay. Now, can you tell me uh, how... Like how did you manage to create, because obviously this whole business you just talked about before with uh, t teaching to offline businesses and, and providing services to them came about because of your interaction in a forum. So right. what, like really, if someone was to try and focus on forums, what's the, what's the key for really leveraging not just traffic, but getting actual business opportunities out of forums as well? It, it's uh, identifying certain key people on the forum that you'd like to eventually have business relationships with, looking for people who aren't just complaining but are actually doing things, and then looking for ways to work with them on projects to jointly create products and services. Part of what I did was uh, – well, I, I – Part of building my credentials was to say, well, if I'm going to be a member of this community, the Warriors, then I should be a moderator so that I'm an authority figure because then you, you have instant credibility just from being a moderator. Uh, and so I volunteered to be a moderator. But um, also you, you find people in communities like that that are actually doing things and you partner with them so that you gain some of the, the credibility they have just from working with them. And, and then when you roll out products together – it, it's just so much more credible in the marketplace than if you as an unknown were to, to release a product. Okay, and just for people who don't know, the Warrior Forum is at warriorforum.com and you can find Willie there as a moderator and a, a super contributor too. He's, you've got a stupid amount of posts next to your profile. About there. 8, <laughs> 700 or so posts. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, Willie, thank you very much. Just one last time, if people are interested in, in getting to know you, your website is... It's uh, the Internet Marketing Inner Circle at TIMIC.org. Okay, great. Thank you for joining me on the call, and I look forward to further conversations in the future. And, of course, good luck with your, your ongoing business growth, too. Thank you.